Forgiving is often not easy, but it is very healthy. Emotionally, spiritually, potentially even physically, can we learn how to use the theory of forgiving relativity to become better forgivers? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcast. We're up to the Torah portion of Kisisa. Kisisa or Kitisa, a portion that contains within it the very tragic, very difficult section of the golden calf, the Egel HaZahav. And if we are reading the Parsha this week, and we're talking about the Parsha right now, if we still exist, it's because despite the distance that was created, despite this incredible disturbance and challenge, God said, Salachti, I forgive you. Moshe has to beg God, and if we have to go through a teshuva process, but eventually the first tablets are destroyed on that first 17th of Tammuz, but Moshe back up on Sinai and comes down on the day we know as Yom Kippur, 10th of Tishrei, with the message God has declared, Salachi, I forgive you. And aside from the very elevating element of understanding how God forgives us, we should be inspired to be similarly forgiving. Even if it's simply the fulfillment of halach to be to be mimicking God's ways, if he's ready to forgive, so should we. But there are so many more benefits of forgiving, of not maintaining the distance and the disturbance and the internal turmoil and the frustration and stress and angst. Forgiving is so healthy. I'd like to suggest using the technique of relativism or a theory of forgiving relativity as follows. Number one, if we measure and analyze how, who is it that typically disturbs us that we have a hard time forgiving and that we, we maintain it inside and we let it percolate. And if somebody that you don't even know cuts you off on, on the road or cuts you off while you're speaking in some public venue, somewhat disturbing, but you generally don't let that develop internally and, and, and fester inside of you. You know, somebody... Uh, in, a, in a work environment that you maybe occasionally interact with or in a social setting, they're in like the outer circle in the periphery and they didn't do something you might have wanted them to do or they did something you didn't want them to do, it doesn't generally have us get all thrown out of whack. If you think about it, it's more often the people that are closer to us that we engage with more regularly, whether in the work environment, the social environment, the family setting, those who are closest to us that make a comment, do something that's out of sync with what we were hoping for, that gets us all messed up inside and all frustrated and disturbed. And again, we're talking in a context that what they did really wasn't appropriate, didn't give the full respect they should have done in this context. and a wrong look, a wrong comment, we're more likely to to let this uh, percolate inside of ourselves and to develop into a real sense of angst and frustration if it's somebody that's closer to us. Now, if you think about it, take the exact same behavior. Objectively, how bad was this behavior? How damaging is this behavior? If for somebody else, I would just shrug it off. And maybe somebody else was totally outside of my circle, I wouldn't even pay attention to it oh, it's because this person's close to me that I'm upset. They should know better. I expect more from them. Maybe we can talk about that. But again, use this idea of relatively, you know, how bad was this comment? Was this thought? Was this deed? Or the lack of comment or thought or deed? How bad was that if I would totally dismiss it if it was somebody else? 
So objectively, not such a huge deal. Okay, but I am so disturbed because they should know better or they owe me one or they're close enough to me and it hurts. Okay, so use the theory of relativity the other direction. Relative to everything else about this relationship, how bad was that action? Meaning, you're so upset because you're so close. Why are you so close? How much do they provide that you're not paying attention to? This was jarring and stood out of the way. And it's kind of, you're highlighting it. Are there other elements of who you are and how you go through your routine and what's going on in your life that they contribute to you that you often take for granted because it just has become so routine? Let's say, imagine this was in a work environment and there's a coworker and you know, they kind of maneuver themselves into uh, taking a spot in a project that you really would have wanted. And we're not talking, we have to worry about this growing into something that's going to destroy your career. But okay, it was done. It's in the past. It's over with. It disturbs me because this is somebody I hang out with regularly. We was with. Are there other elements of their presence in that environment that help you? Are there other tasks that they do? Are there elements of just general camaraderie? If the answer is yes in any of those, can we then take that offensive act and put it into the bigger box of I've gained so much by having this other person in my life. The answer won't always be yes, but if the answer is yes, that I've gained more by having this person in my life than I've lost by this current behavior, again, let's keep it relative as far as how damaging it is. So number one, recognize I'm probably disturbed because they're close to me. And if so, the action may in itself not be so damaging. And number two, Oh, I'm disturbed because they're close to me. Why are they close to me? Are there other elements that they are contributing and providing for me that I'm not fully appreciating? Overall, the topic of forgiveness. Talmud tells us that if you can imagine, maybe nobody out there in Tachos Talks lands, but be very creative in your mind and imagine that human beings are sometimes less than perfect vis-a-vis God. That when it comes to our relationship with God, we don't always get it 100% right. And God does us the favor of being ready to forgive. And if you think about it, let's imagine using an example right now of Lashon Hara. And I said a comment I really shouldn't have said about so-and-so. And God looks at me and he says, how do you relate to others who have offended you? You, you, broke one of my rules, you dismissed one of my principles, you were ignoring my directive to you, how do you respond when others ignore your directives or your wishes? And if we are mavir amidosav, the person who's over amidosav, who's ready to say, I'm going to ignore, I'm going to be dismissive of the offense, I'm ready to forgive, I'm ready to not let this be a big deal, God is more ready to do the same to us. So spiritually very healthy as well. Further elements, Tomer Devorah and the Sefer Tomer Devorah and his work builds up this idea very significantly. Let's look back to that person who's disturbed us. And again, more often than not, if it's really disturbing, it's because there is some proximity and some interaction. And it, it, it's worse when I feel they owe me one. Don't they realize I helped them get them into this job? I helped her get involved in this community project. And now they, he, she, they are doing something that's bringing me some frustration, some angst. Don't they know that I was there for them? Well, how about when we do something? Let's say that Lashon Hara. Who provided us with that mouth? 
who provide us with the social network that we interact with, who provided us with the brain that's been creative to come up with that comment, who provide us with the physical resources, the talent, the capacity to do things that are offensive to God. Even if you did help nurture this individual, you helped provide for that other person getting to this post and therefore it feels so much more damaging, so much more painful that they are not fully appreciating that. But are they, in their offense to me, even comparable to our offense to God? And despite that, despite the fact that we are, there's no sin that we can do that is not using the gifts that God has provided us, God is still ready to forgive. Hopefully we can use that to be ready to forgive others who Again, even if there's something we provided that's coming back to haunt us, it's not the same thing as giving them life and giving them the brain and giving them every talent, every capacity that God provides to us. The last element I'd like to bring into this perspective, back to that person who's done something that's disturbing to me. How do we feel if it's somebody that they disturb me, but somebody that I really, really care for? somebody that I really, really love really appreciates them and really wants them to succeed. Like it's hard for me to really be so, have so much negative energy between me and this party. If somebody that I really care for, somebody that I really love, really wants them to be in a, in a positive light. And that will help offset the degree to which I continue to look in a negative light. Somebody offended me. They disturbed me. What does God think of them? Well, if they are not evil incarnate, uh, God loves them. God's rooting for their being a good person. They may right now be failing. They may be making mistakes. What they did wrong to me may be a reflection of being a, a bad behavior. But despite that bad behavior, God loves them. Hey, I may have done something less than perfect at some point in my life, and God loves me. God loves them too. Why should I be hating somebody that God loves? And particularly, I believe also in the Torah Devorah, he's the one who makes this comment. If they are wanting my forgiveness, they're displaying that they're wanting closeness with me, then this is somebody that, despite the fact, of course, you know, at the moment they did something wrong, very hard for us to totally ignore that. But they're wanting that closeness and they're somebody that God loves. And I'm going to say no. If they're wanting the closeness, I should be ready to match that closeness. Often, a lot of emotion and uh, it, it takes working through these topics. But hopefully, if we can keep it in the box, understand the behavior probably wasn't so bad if I would have been dismissive of other people doing that. If number two, I can put it into this perspective that, hey, if there's a reason it bothers me because they're so close, it's probably because of so many other things they provide. Let me try to ponder those. Let me try to list two or three or five other things that I have gained, which I really stopped even paying attention to about this other person in my existence. Number three, recognize if we're not exacting on others, God is ready to not be exacting on us and is readier to forgive. Uh, number four, as much as I may be disturbed because I have done so much for them, it's probably a lot less than God does for us. And number five, if God loves them, 
how can I really be maintaining this agitation? And something that he loves, let's work it out. Let's find a way. If it's going to take several steps before I can forgive them, but help them get there. And if they are indicating they want to get there, then reflect that back by being ready to love and ready to accommodate. If we can become forgiving people, we will be emotionally healthier, spiritually healthier in our relationship with God, probably even physically, physically healthier, not carrying that stress that is so damaging, and will certainly be the type of people who are far more likely to achieve our tachlis.